0: In today's episode, we will talk about the freaking intermediate plateau. Two language learning techniques that will help you go from intermediate to advanced and how to implement these techniques in three simple steps. Plus, you will cringe when I tell you what it's passing in the language learning community. Welcome to the Mari Polyglot Show! I am your host, Mari, and I will be sharing with you all of the tips and tricks you need to learn a language effectively. No BS, no false promises, just fun, practical and useful language learning advice in just under 10 minutes per episode today we have very loaded but interesting content so bear with me as i go through all of this this episode will be especially helpful if you're an intermediate learner however you can start implementing all of these techniques whenever you start feeling comfortable with them let's first start with the intermediate plateau. What happens when you reach the intermediate plateau? When you begin learning a language at the beginning, you improve really, really fast. You go from zero knowledge to being able to understand and produce basic vocab and structure in a few months. But then there comes a moment when you can talk about many topics, but you lack vocabulary and you make constant grammatical mistakes. I know this to be true, I've been in the Intermediate Plateau myself since forever with Dutch and I'm finally seeing my way out, however, the Intermediate Plateau is very, very, very long. I love an analogy that Steve Kaufman, a very popular polyglot on the internet, um, has and he says it's like a hockey stick but upside down, it's very easy to climb it up but then the plateau its very, very, very long and you almost feel like you're not making progress but you are, it's just at a different pace but how to know if you have hit a plateau? how to recognize this moment? firstly you feel frustrated you feel like you're not progressing you can understand more than you can produce this happens a lot you struggle to find words you are constantly doubting your grammar you're still translating your head every now and then so especially feeling frustrated and feeling like you're not progressing these are the very first signs of having hit a plateau while your problems are technical what i advise you to do is to work on your confidence and your patience first you probably don't want to hear this but from now on it will take time to move forward just trust the process and the process might be long but it doesn't have to be boring in fact i'm gonna tell you how i'm gonna make it way more fun let's talk about what we can do about it And I'm going to talk here about two techniques, the first one is content integrated learning and the second one is immersion, partial immersion or artificial immersion. Okay, we're going to start with immersion. Immersion is a language learning technique that refers to being surrounded by the language 24-7. You get this opportunity when you travel abroad, live abroad or attend an immersive program. But what I really want to talk to you about is partial or artificial immersion and that is when you surround yourself with the language at home. It isn't as constant, but it still can be very effective. Now, I like to connect this idea of partial immersion with another concept that I have used to teach my students and that my teachers used with me when I attended bilingual school. And it is CLIL, and it basically means that you will learn a language through a subject. For example, in school, we'll have history lessons in English. We will learn English through the stories, through the experience, and not through vocab or grammar. It is mostly used by teachers at regular school settings, however, I think it can be applied to self-learners as well. The great thing about CLIL is that it is a very straightforward framework that focuses on few main areas, which are content, cognition, communication, and culture or community. So it is very well-rounded and it is very interactive. As you can clearly see, CLIL and partial immersion relate very well. Both intend to surround yourself with the language and learn through experiences. I will leave links to more detailed explanations to both techniques in the show notes that you can access at maripodgla.com slash podcast slash zero four. Benefits and disadvantages of these techniques, one clear benefit is that it is fun and enjoyable because you are focusing on something that you find interesting, it is also very intense and it helps with accuracy and it helps you to connect deeper with the culture, disadvantages are that it is time consuming, it is hard to keep track of your progress and it's not always possible if you study a minority language or a less studied language, so basically what you want to do with these techniques is to mix your hobbies, mix your interests and combine them with uh, language learning. So, creating experiences for yourself that you find interesting. Different content to learn languages with these techniques. You want to find content so you can surround yourself by it at home, right? The first one is my favorite, which is video games. Um, playing games in your target language as an intermediate learner will put your knowledge to a test. It is an immersive and dynamic experience. You can interact with the characters or other players and have to make decisions within the game that will determine whether you do good or not. And text-based games like The Sims or multiplayer games like VR Chats can be really, really helpful. Second thing you can do is watching movies or TV shows without subtitles. This is obvious. It is in itself an immersive experience and one in which you can use visuals to help you understand better each situation. Online courses. Um, This is very interesting. You can learn about a subject of your interest in your target language. That can be incredibly helpful. For example, following a knitting course um, for beginners, in Dutch, will be really helpful for me at this moment. (laughs) It's a very very implicit application of CLIL. You can either pay for a course or do your own research using YouTube and Google. Another way is to go to language exchanges on a regular basis or to hire tutors and meet with them on a regular basis. It can be very helpful but you have to try to come up with different topics and make the conversations as dynamic and as interesting as possible. Reading can also be a super immersive technique and one of my favorite things to do is reading literature in my target language. It is not only super helpful to get in contact with cultural aspects, it is also surprisingly good for your grammar. Now the classic immersion technique is to have a podcast or radio in the background, just as you're probably doing right now. Listening to podcasts made by native speakers is exactly what you need to master those listening skills. Now the next thing is taking a challenge. One with an active community would be ideal. Taking part and getting corrections will be super helpful. A language-specific challenge can be exactly what you need to move forward. And the last but not least is writing a diary in your target language. It is itself a clear activity. You are using language to share the contents of your life. As you can see, there are many ways to have partial immersion learning through content without needing to travel or attend an in-person program. But now let's do something about it because I know you and you're gonna listen to all of this and you're gonna be like wow that's cool but okay I'm gonna do it later we're going to create a CLIL plus immersive language learning strategy in three simple steps let's start with the step number one pick one of the following contents reading a book conversations with a tutor or at a language exchange writing a journal or listening in the background and I want you to pick the area that you feel like you need to improve for example I'm gonna pick writing a journal because writing it's always my worst. Now let's move on to step number two. Pick a time during the week or the day where you're gonna use this technique. For example, you can do it every other day at 7 p.m. You can do it every Monday when you come from home or you can do it, for example, every time you get in the car. For myself, I'm gonna pick every other day in the morning. How are we gonna learn with it? What's the technique here? As an intermediate learner, you must focus on two things that we know are common struggles when you hit a plateau. First is grammar and second is vocab. For vocab, you will need to have a piece of paper or a notebook near you where you can write new words you encounter. You can then make flashcards, use Anki or Quizlet to memorize them, right? So you're gonna make sure that you're writing down all the new words that you find interesting and that you think you're gonna keep using. And for grammar, here's something fun you can do. I want you to check out the grammar, a tense, for example the past perfect, and we're gonna try to recognize it as we read and as we listen. You can take notes or you can simply acknowledge the structure every time you encounter it. This is a way for your brain to do a type of passive sentence mining. However, if you're writing or speaking, try to use that tense in conversation or in writing as much as you can. So use prompts, Or questions that will lead you to use a tense that way you can actively practice it I know this sounds super logical and this exercise is nothing new but we do not spend enough time getting immersed because I get it it takes a lot of time what I want you to do is now to try to stick with this activity for a whole month remember that The leap between B2 and C1 is the longest, so be patient. Okay, what I'm gonna share now is gonna make you cringe, I know it already. You probably swore you will never do this, but I actually have found what will potentially become your new guilty pleasure and your pet peeve at the very same time. What is buzzing right now in the world, like it or not, is you're gonna hate it. TikTok. I know, I know, I, I was a skeptical too, but the reality is that there is a group of people that are sharing some sort of language learning content, more related to funny entertaining side and sometimes a little egocentric, but it's still a lot of language learning potential. If you don't know what TikTok is, well, it is a shiny social media platform that has expanded and has really blown up uh, in the last year, especially the last six months, it's been crazy and it's mainly used by teenagers. What I want to do is to dare you to open your mind and a space in your phone to try it out and I will recommend a few users that I have found to have rather interesting content. I will leave links to all of them in the description. First, go check and there's no way I pronounce this correctly, Agril Crisay. She has funny and totally relatable content about learning a language. She's amazing. We have Polyglot Asren, you might follow him already on Insta, but he makes grown-up content, so no cringy um, lip-sync He's just explaining how to learn a language over there There's also Lingua Marina, you probably know her already from YouTube, she has great content, she has great TikTok Ryan Cano, he makes Japanese learning content and I've been enjoying this so 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 much And of course my cringy old self, Mari Polyglot, I know that's so cringy, why would I say that? But um, you can check me out. I'm not saying I have the best content. I'm saying I'm having fun with it. Now, this is all for today. Let's talk more about this topic on social media. You can find me at MariPolyglot on Twitter and Instagram. And I guess TikTok. That is M-A-R-I Polyglot. Remember to subscribe and follow and leave a review on the podcast on iTunes. It will help for other people to find this content. And share this with your language buddies. Maybe you can start a conversation about what we talk today. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.